0: the Paranoid American Homunculus Owner's Manual, Not for the Faint of Heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today.
1: Welcome to Legit Bat <laughs> Podcast. Oh yeah. I'm Joseph. This is Jennifer.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to say how it would be ridiculous. Oh, cuz we're we never do bullet points or uh Anything structured, really, it just flows. And it would just be really funny if we made it like that. Thank you for coming to the Bad Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about this, 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 and this. Yes, we're we
1: not sophisticated with our, our no. show. I'm learning, but I always hit the wrong buttons. Nice yes. cock, bro.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but we're not retarded, though. We can talk.
1: All right, so Ben isn't going to make it, I don't think. The last I heard, he had to take a shower probably... A, a shit or a poop and <laughs> so i don't think he's gonna make it but we'll just get started yeah welcome to legit bat i'm joe jen's here hey. ben is not and well he might be joining us later we're not sure yet uh what did i want to say off the top uh first thing we remo- i stopped doing the patreon thing so if anybody was on there thank you very much for that uh if you want any of our pr- premium shows which is basically all of our back catalog on rockfin and planet retard report on Sundays if we continue to do that. It's just all gonna be on Rockfin. Patreon was too much work. I was tired of fucking around with it and uh And we
2: only put our worst shit on there anyway. It
1: wasn't the worst shit. <laughs> we put like <laughs> extended shows and shit. It was fine.
2: It was like our drunkest, least finest moments. Yeah
1: it's for people who just really wanted to hear more of uh this I guess we just
2: had a lot of faith in those Patreon people so yeah. we, we're they had
3: faith good. in you so it's okay
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> But anyway we have mr Juan from the one-on-one on one po- podcast and it says the rabbit hole master on your name is that what is that
3: so that was a title given to me by a freemason one of my co-hosts and when a freemason uh-huh. tells you something like the credibility just goes above and beyond right because you know It's the funniest shit that there is secret societies like think about that concept like, hey, I'm part of a fucking secret occult group that well (laughs) knows knowledge that you don't like how retarded is that concept that there are actual secret societies that founded this country. And so he gave me that that title because I would just present ideas. I I have the tendency to present ideas and then connect the dots. So hence, you know, follow the white rabbit go down the rabbit holes and there are some really weird corners of the internet and really weird rabbit holes. And so, yeah, that's how I got that title from a fellow, not a fellow Freemason, but my fellow co-host who happens to be a Freemason. So and we like to throw that around cause it's we think, I think it's funny as fuck. Some people got really well, worked up about it.
1: What, what's more retarded about things like uh, the Masons or the, what's the other, the OTO and all these things. Those are ones that people know about. I always say that the the secret societies you got to worry about are the ones we don't know about. Those are the ones that probably have actual knowledge that nobody fucking knows, and their handshake is probably really gnarly because nobody has ever seen it. <laughs> well, they got it's, so, handshake. it's a quantum handshake. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I think it's a double sided dildo, is what it is. Like that, that's the secret. You know what I mean? That's why the biggest, it's, blackest one exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's crazy to me that there is this such thing where. There is knowledge to transcend into, like you said, interdimensionally or or higher levels of consciousness. I think it's the craziest thing where, where, yeah, it's like the the dumbest concept. And obviously all of us have already known what happened with, with the Georgia Guidestones and all this stuff. Now, all these things are coming out. People are defending it. I don't know if you guys wanted to get into that because I do think it's part of a ritual. And by us talking about it, we're giving it more power.
1: Yeah, so that, that's funny because I, I was going to bring that up briefly just because, I mean, you're kind of uh, forced to when you talk about this shit. It's the biggest thing in the news right now, which is sketched to me as it is. But um, so I thought the best thing I saw, and this is not my personal uh, original thought because I don't have any of those. I get, get them all from the <laughs> Internet. But I saw somebody say uh, that it was like a demolition or removal of evidence because of what they say and stuff like that. I'm like, well maybe, but it, it was so out in the open that I don't know. What do you think about that?
3: So I think there's been part of sigil magic and chaos magic is destroying the sigil after you're done with it, after it's been charged. So I think by them, you know, people were like, I even did it, bro. I was like, fuck the lizards, right? Cause they are all lizard people by them tearing it down. That is just sealing the deal type of thing. So they're, completing their ritual and everybody's celebrating it and giving forth your energy to it and your attention because attention is a hot commodity nowadays especially with social media they're literally mining our data and all the things that we watch and that's why when you see something on a social media platform that you were thinking about there's there could be two things happening either they're really listening to you through your through your device or they've gotten that good at predicting what you're going to think about next Okay. Then obviously this whole thing with CERN cranking that shit up to 10, right? That it's been kind of, the energy has been kind of off, but this, the whole destroying it, I think it's part of a, of a bigger, bigger ritual where it it went up on three, two, two of, I forgot what year, like, you know, three, two, two skull and bones. And then it was like what George Bush's birthday or something like that yesterday. So it's, it's very weird. The timing but I do 100% believe, because think about it, dude. If they destroyed it, I think there could be two possibilities, right? Because sometimes I I spit out all this shit and we talk about the occult a lot on, on all these conspiracies, but at the end of the day, Occam's Razor could be just some fucking redneck in Georgia that was like, hey guys, hold my fucking beer. And he got like an RPG, because I think it was like an RPG, bro. I don't think it was a bomb. If you look, there's like a, a- short video of it, yeah. It's like a flash on the side and then it just like blows to smithereens. So I'm like- Maybe it was some fucking redneck Kim was like, hey, guys, hold my beer and fucking just got his RPG or some shit and blew it up. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it. it, That's because if they're recording it, why didn't they show us the video of the people planting the bomb? Because it's been monitored since 2008, bro. You know what I mean? Like they're only showing you certain what they want you to see. So show the whole video of them going up to it, planting the bomb and. Some people are, oh, direct energy weapons and all this shit. I go, it, yeah. it could be, or it could have fucking been a redneck that just blew it up with a with an RPG. I,
1: I saw that thing that, oh, it's a direct energy weapon. I'm like, yeah, maybe, but for such sophisticated technology, their aim was terrible
3: because they only hit <laughs> fucking one of them. Yeah, so the pillar that they destroyed, think about how many people probably Googled what that pillar said, what that slab said, because... Oh, five sure. five so i'm saying they're charging these things by participating in it right uh they uh william shakespeare said the world's a stage so i've always said that the magicians because i do believe in magic i do believe that consciousness is able to uh, manipulate reality itself so as time grows and the resources that these magicians or the lizards or the archons or whoever the fuck they are get more and more power they're using television or movies or entertainment or you know they get more and more resources so as they get more powerful their stage gets bigger and bigger and bigger to where they're able to portray these things to a wider scale of audience dude like if you look at the whole marvel universe iron man is fucking modeled after jack parson's and in in the in the comic book story his dad sells his kid's soul to the devil so he can get like knowledge like what what are you on bro like that's that's what art like what I, we grew up on this shit, bro. I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 28, but I was watching Courage the Cowardly Dog the other day. It was like a cult ass shit in there, bro. I'm like, what is this? I was uh, like 12 years old watching this Cartoon Network, and they like it's like a weird, trippy. Like, look at Dr. Seuss, bro. Like, these stories, it's like, interdimensional with all this weird architecture, like H.P. Lovecraft talks about. It. It's like non Euclidean architecture that just like morphs. And like, if you look at it, it's like, this guy on DMT or like doing mushrooms or something while he was writing kids' books, it was weird, At bro. Based
1: on the weed, Have you ever watched Dr. Seuss on the pot? It's uh, pretty weird, like, like cat in the hat,
3: like on an edible. You mean,
1: uh, or or just smoking? I I would probably be sleeping if I took an edible.
3: You know, I don't really get. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm a sativa kind of guy, and when when I yes. partake in the electric lettuce or the devil's lettuce, whatever you want to call it
1: jazz cabbage
3: yeah i dude i don't know if you guys have experienced it but when people are talking or if i'm watching something it just sounds like bullshit to me and i and i (laughs) tested it out right because i was like all right so i'm watching videos and i'm like man this guy is so full of shit i remember one time i got fucking stoned as fuck and i was watching this guy goes around showing you different species of cactus on tiktok it's fascinating. I was just scrolling. I was like, wow, he does like the whole scientific breakdown and all this stuff. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, but this guy sounds like he's on some shit. So then I turned on this other TED talk and it was his is going to sound really fucked up. But it was the mom of one of the Columbine shooters, which that's you know that's history right i mean mk ultra whatever you want to throw on it but she was talking in front of some people and i'm like man this lady is full of fucking shit so i was trying i was testing it out like on different videos to see if it was just that one guy but it always happens to me i i, I don't know if, I, if i'm able to see some other side of people when i'm like stoned or if i'm just stoned as shit and i don't know i don't well, know if that's ever happened to you guys
1: you? Go go watch a Neil deGrasse Tyson video on the weed and see how that works out. Because I don't even have to be on the weed to know he's full of shit, in my opinion.
3: Wait, so you guys flat earthers? Don't fucking tell me you're flat earthers.
1: No,
2: no, no, no.
1: No, I just don't believe anything <laughs> that Tool says. Uh, 100 oh, percent. He's, I mean, he's in with NASA and shit, and I don't believe NASA. I don't know what we've said it a million times. I don't know what the fuck, Ron doesn't really matter. But I just know NASA's full of shit. That's all I know.
3: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the government. It's what I always tell people, but we have all these psyops, right? That they, that they like the flat earth thing, right? A lot of people will get on my case because I'll bash flat earth, but then I'll be like, oh, you know, hollow earth is my favorite conspiracy.
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, to think that under, under our feet, I'm in Florida. It's like Swiss cheese here, bro. It's limestone. I mean, houses get swallowed up all the time from sinkholes. So to think that under the ground, there's nothing, and it's just like what a flying pancake or whatever the fuck it is that they they say it is and people get really triggered they're like oh i turned it off when he started talking about the flat earth and you're gonna endorse hollow earth but not flat earth i go dude i think it's irrelevant what it is i think it's it's, i don't get why people get triggered about it
2: we had a whole flat earth debate on our show but we had two other people like we were just mediators and kind of observers really at that point and we just don't give a shit i don't Mm -hmm. care what What shape our planet is—it doesn't fucking matter to me. Definitely doesn't matter to us as a species.
1: I just think it's funny to watch people fight about it. That's more entertaining to me than anything, and to watch them present their case. But uh, to go back to the uh, real quick to the Georgia Guidestones and CERN. Do you think that's coincidence? Coincidence that CERN happened and then the Georgia Guidestones, like the next day or the day after, whatever it was. Because where do you what do you think if that was a sigil? Where do you think that's going, or what what are they trying to accomplish with that?
3: So. CERN is, is a very interesting topic because they've, what I think they're doing is, I think, you know, they talk about the Higgs boson, the goddamned particle, which is the entire quote. But essentially what the Higgs boson is to prove the existence of another dimension. Now, they do that by measuring the weight of that particle in this dimension. If they're able to find that particle and it has a different weight to it, they've essentially tapped into another dimension. Nothing is a coincidence anymore, bro. I mean, you know this. Everything has, you know, it's all numerology, gematria. And we're never going to really understand 100% what the sigil is for because a lot of these, just how they do alchemical text and all these occult circles, they use twilight language. They use green language. So it's encoded. It's a cipher. Whenever they write things down, whenever they, they do any any book like Fulconelli, if you read the mystery of the cathedrals, it's all green language. It's all symbolic for something else. And the whole thing with these secret societies is these symbols, right? Letters, spelling, you're casting spells to the uninitiated. They're just mumbo jumbo. They're, you know, they're just words, but for the initiated, they are an entire different language. So do I think it's a ritual? hundred percent. Do I think the whole CERN and Georgia Guidestones happening so close to each other. Maybe it might be a distraction. I always say keep an eye out for PSYOPs because they do happen. And I do think the whole, you know, the whole Johnny Depp thing happening and all the all the intention that that got for however long. What was happening on the outer skirts of news? You know, what was happening in the background of the world? You know what I mean? Like, these are things that we need to, instead of being how, how Jen was saying, instead of being caring about what the shape of the earth is, worry about what the fuck these occult circles are doing and these secret societies are up to because they're mining your energy. A hundred percent, they're mining our energies. Uh, You know, the whole whole thing about lizard people, people call me out all the time about it because I bring it up a lot, but I, I talk about them in like a metaphorical sense of the word. You know, there are higher vibrational entities. There are lower vibrational entities. And I think the whole thing of keeping us down, keeping us to where... You know, in a constant state of fear, that's also a magical practice because in a down state, the ego is most vulnerable. So they're trying to remember. It's all about the subconscious and all that shit. They're trying to tap into that subconsciously. That's the whole thing with sex magic, right? At orgasm, your subconscious comes out. You imprint that sigil into it, and then it comes back down, and you forget about it. You destroy the sigil. That's That's why I'm telling people this is part of ceremonial ceremonial magic. This is the occult. This is what they fucking do, what they've done for thousands of years. If you look into the Twin Towers, they were knocked down, depending on which day you pick, 33 years after they were erected. You know what I mean? Depending on which date you pick, you can always make something make sense. But the whole thing about synchronicities is it could be meaningful how it could not be. I mean, that's the whole thing with Carl Jung and and Freud and all these guys. There's like it's a synchronicity is a coincidence, but it's how much you want to make of it. How mystical of an experience do you want to make of it? You want it to be, you know, some people go fucking overboard. Like, oh my God, you know, have you ever seen Hellier, bro? You ever seen that Uh, show? I
1: think we watched the first couple uh, episodes maybe and uh, Hellier, remember, it was uh, those two, the husband and wife, I think.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, if you take a shot every time they say synchronicity, you'll fucking be hammered by the first (laughs) episode. So it's like people like that.
1: They go out to like, uh, they're looking for paranormal shit, right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was. The goblins. The goblins. Yeah, it's like a a, a documentary, but there it's like on location. I I don't even know how to explain it. Just go look it up, people. Yeah,
3: hell yeah, it's on. it on Amazon Prime. I think I watched it. I mean, yeah. it, the set, you know. It, it's got a slow start, but once you get going, but anyways, the point is that they take these synchronicities and they literally go all around the country because they found like a tin can on the floor that was crushed a certain way. Right. It was like, oh my god, we talked about a you know the tin can man from Wizard of Oz, and here is here is a tin can you know on the <laughs> ground. It's like, dude, sure, you know what I mean. It could whatever it is, to you know? That's kind of how
1: I heard the new Skinwalker series is. Is they're like my phone isn't working it must be something <laughs> i haven't watched it from what I've heard
3: my answer to everything when i can't explain it it's interdimensional why don't we see bigfoot in the woods fucking interdimensional what about aliens interdimensional what about the lizard people why don't we see them interdimensional like anything you want to fucking you know if you don't understand something just throw interdimensional guys if anything makes my nipples harder it's something that's interdimensional i mean That's the coolest fucking power, bro. Like Dr. Strange. Such a
1: good answer for like almost everything too. It's almost, almost too good of an answer. It's too easy. Yeah.
3: So the point being that a hundred percent what the ritual is, I don't know. Because if you look at Renaissance magic, right? If you look at any Renaissance era grimoire and a grimoire is like a spell book or a magical Magically charged text, whatever, shows you how to summon angels and how to summon demons and all this stuff. I've I've read some crazy grimoires, right? You're talking about a grimoire that tells you to find the biggest dog dicks you can find to do this whole <laughs> entire ritual that lasts like 90 days so you can make a homunculus. And a homunculus is like a artificial, magical little man, right? It's like the, the taboo of the alchemical world to make life, right? To be God, to give life to an inanimate thing. So the homunculus, it's like this long ritual and you have to fuck a, like a cow vagina. Like literally this is like a book. Like this is, yeah, dude, it's fucking dark. Like this is crazy. So you take all that, then you beat it. You're going to get like this one-legged man. You beat it with a dog dick, the biggest dog dick you can find. That's the problem. But then we're thinking, I'm like, how do you go about finding the biggest dog dick there is? Like, how do you even begin that journey? How would you know you have the biggest one? Because you might think this is the biggest one, then you go to the next dog and it's even bigger. So how does that? You know, it's like really intricate. You know, we were trying it's to figure the it out
1: when you can find yourself. Like the the only thing you have laying around is a Chihuahua, and that's the biggest one you can find. So you just yeah, rip it seems that. very
2: subjective.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, exactly.
1: About the size of dog dicks. Yeah, so
3: and also,
2: dog's <laughs> dicks aren't just hanging out. You have to do something to get to dicks get it out. out. <laughs> so this is a this sounds like quite the task. Keep going then.
3: So these grimoires, right? They 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 have all these things. So different ones, they different rituals give you different things. So. I'm going to use John D as an example, because I'm doing a, a, like a deep research on John D. I'm reading like fucking 12 books at a time right now, which is crazy because there's just so many different aspects of the research. And when you start to really dig into things, because sometimes I'll say some shit that I've never researched before. And then when I go and start researching it, it's like, damn, I was fucking wrong about that on a legit bat. Damn. Like whatever. And I just keep doing research. So I've been reading all these things about John D and Edward Kelly, but they would ask the angels, right? It's like, hey, help me find buried treasure or help me find lost manuscripts. So there are different spells and different entities, right, that have one specific job. So I think magic and using the occult, I'm not a practicing occultist. I just know a lot of shit about it because I read a lot about it. A lot. But there, it's like a technology where an entity is, can be summoned to do one thing. So this entity will give you invisibility or, and this other one will help you find hidden treasures or buried treasures and all this shit. So the whole, the Georgia Guidestones, what was that ritual for? I don't know. I mean, if you look at Abra Mellon and Crowley, it was like a two year ritual that supposedly he tried to do on the Loch Ness. He never finished it, but then there's the Loch Ness monster. I mean, did he summon that? Like, did that come through a portal? Because the house that he bought was on the Loch Ness. So,
1: that's the same thing with that uh, weird, the lamb character that looked like an alien gray. And then that was like a early 1900s or whatever. 1917. And then
3: sudden,
1: yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah.
3: He did that. So there was the Cairo workings, which that was Iowa's, which I was in the King's chamber. And I brought this up because I think what he was doing was, I think he was tapping into like another dimension. And what he heard was, was that you know, like, and he's like, holy shit, what is that? And then, you know, when you don't really know how to spell something out. So you just. Iowas, you know what i mean like you just eh, whatever it sounded like Iowas, but it was like some dude like some other interdimensional fucking alien on the other's like what's that motherfucker like you tapped into the dimension he's like oh my god he's giving me a book let's just call him Iowas. so then he did that when that was the cairo workings and then the alamantra workings which is the lamb one was in 1917 which he did it in his apartment in new york and that's the whole thing of opening up a portal and he saw the little gray man come out so it was like
1: that's the one where he fucked his servant in the ass. Oh, no, that was in the desert. That was, was a in, different one. That was, was... that the Cairo one? I can't remember. No, so the Cairo, Cairo one was... Up.
3: The Cairo one was... Yeah, it's it's a lot. There's a, there was a lot of fucking in the ass with Crowley because the whole thing, yeah. magic is stored in the butt. So that's why it's all about anal and all this stuff. So the Cairo one was with his wife at the time. The, after he got married, I think the first time or something like that. That was his wife who was channeling and all this stuff. And then the 1917, I forgot who that was with. But yeah, then he he did uh, fuck somebody in the butt at one point. But if you look at his, his history, anybody that worked with him, all his wives went fucking crazy, bro. They lost their minds. They like I
1: can't even believe that dude was married, period.
3: Uh, I So, the whole thing about, again, about these occultic circles is breaking taboos, right? So, And, and what I mentioned earlier about the shocking, the ego. So it it dissolves and and it's, you're, you're able to penetrate, right? The, the subconscious better, no pun intended. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Their,
3: their whole thing with these taboos. So, you know, if you're a straight dude and, and it, hey have sex with this guy's like i'm fucking straight though it's like all right bro but the whole that whole thing of like the, the taboos and you know having sex with your sister whoever the fuck like fucked up shit is to shock the initiate to again break down the ego to better they're more malleable it's all i think it's all bullshit bro honestly i think it's all just the whole crowley thing i think he was just a sex addict and he just wanted to have sex with everybody. But at the same time, the problem with me saying that is because I fucking hate Crowley. And a lot of people get on my case about that. And if there's anybody that wants to like Crowley, it's me because I love the occult. But he, the guy was a fucking piece of shit, bro. Like the guy was degenerate. Oh, yeah. But the problem with him was that he did help the knowledge that we have of the occult. So tra- a lot of translations of Eliphas Levi and all these things are due to him. You know what I mean? There's a, you know, a and magic and all this stuff. He, he translated a lot of things, but he's a piece of shit. So it's like, you gave all these contributions. Great. We know about it now because of you, but you're still a piece of shit, bro. You know what I mean? Like,
1: where did he get his information though? Like if, if he's like kind of the progenitor of modern occult stuff, where did all of his knowledge come from?
3: So a lot of of the stuff. Again, it, that's why it's magic with a K because he wanted, that's Crowley. Like somebody was like, oh, magic with a K. I'm like, bro, I forgot who else. I was talking to Thomas, Paranoid American. And we were working on my comic book. So I checked that out. It's the chosen one. We have four days or five days on the Kickstarter. We're like a 217% funded. So make sure to get that. You can, I'll send you the links for that. Cause I'm going to post this tomorrow on my feeds too. So it'll be great. Yeah, We have five nice. days.
1: Um, yeah. I talked to you about that. Actually, I want to get a copy of that.
3: Yeah, so the 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 Kickstarter is still going for five more days, so you guys can check that out. And um, we, he had told me, he's like, oh, I'm going to put the K in it. And I'm like, bro, that's fucking Crowley. So the whole thing with the C and the K was he wanted to put K for it not to, to be distinguished from, like, stage magic. You know, like, I don't want to be a, a fucking Houdini. You know, I'm on the esoteric and occult stuff. You know, this is magic with a K. The butt, butt stuff guy. The butt stuff. So his whole thing was I think he made a lot of it up through, again, reading different manuscripts and translating it but you got to understand dude like manly p hall manly p hall i've learned a bunch of shit from him he's you know this great occult writer and researcher and and all this stuff he had fucking two sugar mamas bro not one he had two okay he had two sugar mamas so when he was 18 19 20 years old you know what i mean he's like way above his fucking so, so sophisticated at 21 he's already published like five books he's so smart because if you're rich you can travel the world and do whatever the fuck you want all day and fuck off all day because you got Wasn't sugar crowley probably
1: like a trust fund baby type
3: exactly of guy? He, was a tr- he was just
1: a rich kid spoiled rich kid that wanted to pretend to be a magician go fuck his servants in the ass so i think that pretty much sums up crowley,
3: crowley exactly crowley. and dude i mean again You got some hardcore people out there. Oh, fuck it. Great. Yeah, he made a lot of contributions to the whole movement. But when you start reading, like, his work, his poems and all his things, it's like, dude, this guy was a degenerate, bro. This guy was a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I'll fight anybody who fucking tells me otherwise. I don't care. Because they're like, oh, dude, you fucking don't. Like, bro, I've researched it. Trust me. I've looked into it. I want to like him. But I just can't fucking go there, dude.
1: I can't. I've heard too many stories. Uh, Mysterious Universe covers a lot of his shit and they rip him a new one every time. And (laughs) just the the things I've heard about him. No, he was a literal piece of shit. And what he was doing was not anything good. He wasn't trying to like bring world peace. He's like, I'm the beast. I'm going to bring these fucking. No, he was terrible. Like he's the worst. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming a lot of these people nowadays learned a lot from him and built off of that. Because, uh, like what you were talking about with the sigil magic stuff, mm-hmm.
0: that
1: apparently they they learned a thing or two from him, and now look where we're at today. Great job, Crowley. I, I blame you for this world. I blame Crowley.
3: <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't blame Crowley because if you if they, they've been doing this since the beginning of time, you know, they're lizards, right? That's the whole thing. If you look at let's use ancient Egypt for example, you know, and the, and the breakdown of monuments and all these things, because the whole Georgia Guidestone. Some people are defending it. Some people are not. If you look at the the statues, the ancient Egyptian statues that have their noses blown off or their arms blown off, the reason that they did that was because the people who were robbing these graves believed that... So just like, you know, you've heard about Baphomet, right? It was John the Baptist's yeah, head. Go with the goat boobs. Yeah, so the Knights Templar were associated with this. And there's an ancient Egyptian how do I say this? An ancient Egyptian practice that if you have the head of a prophet, it prophesies it to you. It prophesies to you. And that's the whole thing with skull and bones. If you notice that they always have the head, right? It's a whole bunch of shit where they say that the the soul is entombed in the head. So if you have somebody's head, you know, you have to be or not to be, then you have the skull, right? There's a lot of significance behind that. But back then in the Bible, it says, be weary of idols that need to be carried. These, this class back then they would invoke spirits or entities into these statues and these statues again they had to be carried so it's like hey this is my god he's talking to me literally it could be literally or in the mind's eye or whatever but the point being that they believed that these gods were inside of these statues so they would suffocate the god by cutting off its nose while they were robbing the tomb they go oh shit you know uh uh, uh whatever some Egyptian name is there, that God is there. Let's, that's, that's, you know, the right hand was the one that they would use to curse people. So, you know, break off its right arm so it can't get us after we go away with this gold. So the point being that they believe that this was the embodiment of this God or this entity in that stone bust or whatever it was. So again, this has been going on for a long time. Again, it's a little bit different than destroying the Georgia guide zone, but it's kind of the same thing where this has a significance to whatever group of people and by you participating and sharing it on your social media you've charged the shit out of that thing out of all these years i did a podcast on the on the georgia guidestones in september of 21 bro you know i've already I had already talked about it there's numerous conspiracies behind it a bunch of people they've it's a it's a government-owned property you know what i mean like a bunch of people have gone they've already been charged enough and it's just like let's get this one last push and destroy it seal the deal and I don't know what's going to happen next, bro. Well,
1: I could be wrong, but didn't the, the one slab that got destroyed by the explosion, wasn't that the English version one? I thought I heard somebody say that. I can't verify that.
3: but I'm not 100% sure. You know what I mean? I didn't it look it up.
1: Weird that it, just, it got blown up. And by the end of that same day, they had a fucking tractor and they're knocking over the rest mm-hmm. of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just fucking weird. Wouldn't there be forensics out there or like the FBI or something, you know, like, they just go, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. just we'll, we'll just knock it over. It's fine.
3: And now you got people arguing they weren't satanic. They were, you know, the, the 500 million population, dude, and we're at 7 billion or something like that. It's okay. Let's just knock off a few people off the off the list. You know, it it, it won't hurt anybody. It's like, what? You know, what world are, are you living in that the death of people is okay to you? You know what I mean? Like, who are you to dictate who fucking lives and who doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's to whoever, you know, and, and the whole thing with God, I think God is... The universe i think god is a force i don't think god is some dude in the sky who's watching you jerk off or not you know what i mean like i think that's i'm i'm in the whole emanationist movement bro where reality you know the source is god and and if you look at it, it's like a uh, emanationism is where the source is in the center and the creator emanates reality outwards so it's like a source in the center that's god he's just a force you know he's just there and he emanates reality outwards like, that's what I'm about. That's like what the Greeks were on and all these guys. Like, that's that's my shit right there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's some dude that's making sure that Joe doesn't jerk I, off.
1: That's what Jen talks about all the time, too, is like the fra- the fractal nature of God and how everything is kind of like has a, a version or a piece of God in it. But mm-hmm. it's because it's all kind of connected part of one. We talk about this all the time on the show. You so know. Have to I don't that. even want to touch on it. I know,
2: But, but no, <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's listeners. true, though we're all, I think we live many lives and God is at the center of everything and we have to learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. And so this whole Georgia Guidestones thing, I do wanna say really quick. It's funny because I do think that this community that we're in right now, or I don't know, I don't wanna group us all together like that, but we're all trying to see the truth. We're all trying to figure out what's really going on. And the Georgia Guidestones have come up several times over the couple of years that we've been doing our show. Mm And I I think that them getting destroyed is definitely trying to get our attention. Like you were mentioning earlier, there's definitely some some sort of attention grabbing going on because people are focused on other things or just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't even think about this stuff anymore. A lot of people have been saying that. Don't pay attention to this stuff. And then they go and blow it up. Well, a lot of people are going to pay the fuck attention to that. So they got everyone's attention right back on it. And here we are doing it.
1: That's why (laughs) when you said it's a you know, stealing our attention by posting it on social medias and all that. That's why I'm kind of glad I never even touched the subject on social media. I mean, we did tonight. It's kind of obligatory, but I never posted about it though, because I'm like every other fucking post on my feed is about the Georgia <laughs> Guidestone. i get it. Like I'm, I'm already over it.
3: It also doesn't help that you follow a bunch of conspiracy theory podcasts. So
1: that could also be, a yeah, you're guy. like in an even echo chamber. Like yeah. yeah. But even on like, Facebook, I don't follow hardly any conspiracy stuff on Facebook. That's like my, real life family and friends and shit and it was all over the place on there too i'm like what mm. the fuck yeah facebook knows well
2: we do have the choice to scroll past stuff though. Mm-hmm. you know no matter how many people you follow in and it's an echo chamber it's okay to just look at it and go no big deal
3: so I, I was doing a podcast last night with Chaz of the dead and we're talking about he's a florida man too and we we're talking oh, about yeah, weird,
2: Chad's
1: great.
3: great. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. And we were talking about weird Florida tales and all this stuff. And we we, we got into the topic of egregores and and magical formula because that's that's what, you know, it, it, it all goes back to Pythagoras. Right. Pythagoras was talking about all his number. Everything is mathematical. Everything everything can be broken down to a mathematical equation. And in school, they teach us how to do math, but they don't teach us what it means. They don't teach you what these letters mean. And I think that language has been... I'm pro-human, so I, I fuck the transhumanists and all this stuff like that, where they want to put your consciousness into some com- supercomputer or whatever. They have dehumanized us and they've moved away from the humanism movement by... I do think 100% that back then... Words were more conductive, and I think that it was like Harry Potter, where you could literally manifest things into existence. I, It sounds fucking dumb, but again, the reason that they put these movies out there, Joe, is because they're telling stories. They're not telling, you know, it's a possibility. It's all about, again, what I mentioned earlier, symbols are the language of the soul. So when they make a movie about the Matrix and about you being asleep and you need to wake up and either red pill or blue pill, whatever it is. They're trying to tell you something. Again, the observer effect, it goes back to the whole Georgia Guidestone thing. The observer effect is a real thing. We know that the observer effect by us looking at something changes reality in real time. If you figure out the double slit experiment, you literally win a Nobel Peace Prize. So by us giving our energies towards something, and the problem is that once it's out there, it forms into, again, this magical formula, what I'm talking about, these egregores. Once it captures the the attention or the the mental capacity of a certain amount of the population, it's already manifested itself. It's already an egregore. It already walks on its own. So it's like a golem. It doesn't matter what you do. It's already out there. You know, you try to cut the head off right when it came forward. It's like, oh, I'm not going to repost it. Shit, I fucking reposted it. But I put fuck the lizards on the on the picture. You know what I mean? Like I got got it, bro. But, you know, we play into these things unknowingly. And I think that's the the more dangerous rituals where they're, they're, you know, the term loose, which we hear Sam Tripley say it a lot, but it is part of the gateway experience where it was a seventies government project where they were doing astral projection and astral travel. And they, when they were doing, mind you, it's hemispheric synchronization, where if you are able to tap the two sides of the brain into the same frequency, you're able to I don't know, tap into another dimension. But they saw these reptilian beings, Robert Monroe. They saw reptilian beings and they told him like, yeah, we feed off the negative energy of humans. They're loose. He called it louche. That's where the fucking term comes from. But it was these reptilian beings. You know, they always say that we have a reptilian side, right? We're all a little bit reptilian. And I think that's what they tap into whenever it is that. These things happen. I think that's the 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 colder side. You know, they always say if you take babies away from a reptile, it doesn't do anything. It's like fucking just Did I tell you guys I got a pet gator now?
1: A pet gator?
3: My, His name is Barry. Florida. His name is Barry, bro. I'm a hundred percent for You're
1: gonna gate my next Florida man story on the next show.
3: I'm a hundred percent I'm being a hundred percent for real. Gators. No, No, I believe you. Yes. So I'm buying a property and I'm closing on it next week. And we were walking on the property. There's a pond. And I asked the guy, I was like, yo, is there any fish? Because I like fishing. He's like, yeah. Oh, one more thing. There's a gator in there too. I go, what? Uh He goes, yeah, he's, he got here three years ago and he's kind of like a dog. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Uh So whatever, I'm with my dad, right? We're looking around. We go up to the, to the lake, to the pond. And sure enough, bro fucking Barry, cu- he hears people and he comes out so you can feed him. Bro, he fucking You can pet him? You can pet him if you want, yeah. He fucking goes right What's up that? to you and he perks himself up like that, like, waiting for you to give him food. I swear to God, bro, it was the craziest shit ever. Like, I I'm reached fuck off. <laughs> I reached <laughs> the next level of Florida, man. I'm have like i like, this is like my final form of Florida, man, bro. Like, this is this is what Florida men dream of, to have a fucking pet gator. Named Barry. Barry's the shit, bro. Shout out to Barry.
2: Did you go look at this property before you? Because you're closing next week. When did you go initially look at this property? Did you at all?
3: I hadn't seen it. My dad had seen it. I was there for the first time. He had been there a couple of times already. And it, you know, this market's hot. So it was only in the market for like five days. And, you know, the quicker you close, the more appealing your offer is to these people. So we showed up and we're just talking. And then it was like towards the very end. He's like, oh, one more thing. I got to. Fucking let you guys know.
2: Disclose this dangerous information. Yeah.
3: There's a fucking gator in there. and there. I go, well, a gator? What? Like, cause you know, swamp around everywhere. We live in a big swamp. He's like, yes, yeah, he's family. And I was like, are you guys going to take him? Like, when you get, cause they have cows and all this stuff there. I'm like, are you guys going to take him when, when you guys, are you going to leave us, Barry? Like, are we there his caretakers now? Like, do we have to sign paperwork to take care of the. His Barry. His name's <laughs> Barry. Bro, I'll show you a picture. His name's Barry.
1: You should have named him Kevin. The funniest thing you can name an animal is like Kevin or like Frank. Barry's
2: pretty good. Actually. Barry's pretty good like too. It's a human name. It's any
1: awesome. kind of like dorky human name. I might have said it on a, the show before, but I met a chihuahua named Travis and I just thought it was the funniest fucking uh, I don't
3: know name. if you guys can see this real quick. Look, look. look he's coming okay. up. Look, look. Oh, jeez. How big is that motherfucker? He's probably like a good five feet. Look at him. He's what? so cute. Ah. Look, he, go, he went right up to us. Look. Oh.
2: Florida man calls alligator cute uh, moments before death. I
1: don't know, dude.
2: There's a headline. Really? If you were
1: standing there with me, that's a small ass pond, too.
3: Yeah, no, but he was just hanging out, bro. He was, he was, he stood there. He would perk up, and they would, they were feeding him bread, and he just hung out, huh. chill ass gator, bro.
1: Well, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you live there and do that. <laughs> uh, I oh, before uh we get sidetracked more, and, and that's all we do, by the way, so don't worry about it. But uh, I wanted to we talked earlier uh, on Instagram about talking about CERN. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that some more and what you, the fuck you think they're doing over there. Cause I, I mean, in this community, we know all the normal stuff and the Shiva dance and all that stuff, but like, what are they doing now? Cause it's been off for three years and now they're firing up at the highest energy they've ever done. They're crank it up. To smash more things and whatever. Yeah. What do you, three new what's your, your layman's perspective on what the fuck they're trying to do over there?
3: They found three new particles. Did they say that they found three new particles?
1: I think yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. I, like that I don't know if I believe it, but I did. So, hear
3: the, and again, I, you weren't here. I don't know if you heard me, Jen. but the whole Higgs boson thing is when they find the, it, when they find the Higgs boson of a different mass, you've, a, you know, the Higgs boson exists in one universe in one dimension at a certain mass and it's different weights Depending on which dimension you're in. So, by you tapping, if you find a Higgs boson of like three kilograms in this dimension and you find another one that's five kilograms, you've essentially unlocked another dimension. You know, you've pulled something in from another dimension. My whole thing with CERN, and I, I developed this entire theory where I connected it to Jack Parsons. Now, Jack Parsons was a Crowley lover, right? And Parsons, if you've never looked into him, you know, JPL, NASA, never a straight answer. You know, they're lizards. So essentially, he was an occultist, and he's the father of modern-day rocketry, okay? And he was doing, he did the Babylon working ritual, which was uh, to manifest with L. Ron Hubbard, the guy from Scientology, and they were using Enochian magic, John Dee's magic. But it was the version of Crowley, because again, you know, I'm telling you that Crowley was looking into other occultists' work, and Enochian magic, which is traced back to Edward Kelly and John D which they did swap wives, the angels did tell them to swap wives. They're like, if you guys want to learn the secrets of the universe... I'm
1: sure they did. Yeah, no, for
3: <laughs> real, they're like, hey, if you guys want to step it up and, and learn the secrets of the universe, you got to fuck each other's wives. So they did. They ended up doing that, okay? And these were Only angels. The butt,
1: that's where the magic is. Penis.
3: The one of the wives got knocked up so they weren't doing it in the butt. I don't know, bro. But anyway, yeah. So this whole thing, Enochian magic is pretty much the language of Enoch, which, uh, you know, Enoch is Metatron. You know, there's a whole fucking convoluted thing. So he used a version of Crowley's Enochian magic. And I mentioned earlier, the Alamantra workings, the Babylon working was a modification that Jack Parsons did to the Alamantra working. Now, mind you, this is a guy who's launching rockets into space. He is seeing results. He is blowing shit up. Okay. He is doing a hymn to Pan every time they do a rocket launch, right? And Pan is the horn goat god of fertility, you know, Saronos, keep that in mind, which is the same thing, the stag-headed, yeah. stag-headed guys, Saronos, that's the CERN. Okay. So this guy is getting results in his real life right in his real world job he's getting results so when he's going doing the occult stuff he doesn't want no you know sit here and meditate you might see it in your mind's eye no no he wants to manifest things he wants to open up portals and let let shit through you know he wants to see some 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 shit you know what i mean so this guy's in the desert jerking off in front of l ron hubbard okay bro this is history dog don't laugh okay don't laugh, bro. This because is serious owner.
0: shit.
3: <laughs> Don't laugh, bro. This is serious. So he's he's, uh, jerking off. They're, they're jizzing on parchment, right, with with the Enochian uh, squares, right? So Enochian magic pretty much, in a nutshell, it's a very convoluted magical system. It's one of the more dangerous ones because essentially it unlocks portals to different dimensions with different governors or archons or angels and... Again, you can go through a portal and let these beings in. This is all ties into CERN and all these other things. So this guy was in the desert doing all these things with L. Ron Hubbard, the guy from Scientology. And there were uh, there was also my favorite one is magical masturbation, which is when you jerk off and you don't come. You hold it in and you fucking sit there and, and, you know, L. Ron that match. L. Ron Hubbard's, you know, fucking asking you questions. So, like, I always wondered, is he looking at him? Are they making eye contact while they're doing this magical ritual? Or are they, you know, turn your back, motherfucker. Like, don't look at me. He's like, you know, I can't come when you look at me, bro. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't that that whole dynamic is, like, kind of weird. So, Parsons helped establish JPL, which is at the forefront of rocketry. So, Rockets already have an occult fucking, uh, you know, the, the guy who started already in a cult hellhole. Like, this is a bunch of crazy shit. A bunch of stuff happened with him, right? This is a crazy story. Check out episode 85 of my podcast if you want to fucking hear about that. So I said, how do this? How does this relate to CERN and opening up portals to other dimensions? And the guys from D-Wave Computers, and John D, too, right? D-Wave, John D, Rockefeller. They're all, they're, you know, they do something that we're dubbing mirror magic. So again, the reptilians aren't that aren't that creative. So they can only emulate. They can only reproduce shit that's already been produced and just change it a little bit. So when you have these guys like John D. Rockefeller and you look back at the original John D. from the 1500s, like, was that a, like, was that a mistake? Or like, is that are you trying to emulate some magical mantle of some sorts? Because again, it's all gematria and numerology. And if they're able to align their names to the Godhead, whatever that is, if it's Lucifer or if it's God, or whoever it is, they feel that they're able to unlock a you know a, a, a power within them. Again, it's all it could all be bullshit. I don't know, but I always said, how does this connect to CERN? Marjorie Cameron, which was Hubbard, uh, Jack Parsons' second wife, she went on and she was a famous occultist, and it's connected to Kenneth Grant, Kenneth Anger, Hollywood, the Satanic Panic, and these guys go on and she tried to also summon a, a star child, which w- it was an interracial star child. So a homunculus, they were doing again, sex magic. It was a bunch of, it was a mixture of like black dudes and white dudes. And they were all having sex with each other. And they were trying to uh, conjure through ceremonial magic, like this, this interracial moon child, which is like the next Messiah or whatever the fuck it is that they believe. And so, all this stuff, right? So it connects and she goes down through Hollywood and it's connected all like it's brought to a fucking like network. It's crazy. It's connected to through Hollywood and all these movies and all these dude, Led Zeppelin and all these bands, bro. They're all connected in there. In, in 1947, I think it was when, when Crowley died, the head of CERN was this guy named that. I can't find any other information on him, bro. I can't find any information on him. His name is Michael uh, Michael Crowley Millings, okay.
1: I think I heard that name the other day. Did he change his name after Crowley, or I think
3: you might have. Heard, did you hear it on uh, Interverse podcast?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I can't so, remember where I heard it. I never remember where I hear shit. So I just I, pulled it here and there.
3: I have this other idea because again, this is this is why they call me the Rapid Home Master because I have this other idea where it's a Rosicrucian thing where you know, with alchemy, if the alchemical secret is immortality, right? They, they are able to unlock something to where they're able to live forever. And I think, I feel like these guys have tapped into something where they're able to live forever and they reincarnate as in other bodies or whatever. So this Michael Crowley guy, Michael Millings Crowley, in 1947 when Crowley died, he added another Crowley to his name. He worked for CERN, but he wasn't just a peon at CERN he was the guy that helped develop the large Hadron collider. What we're using today to you know, open up portals. So what were they trying to do back then? What was Parsons and all i trying to do? They were trying to open up portals to other dimensions. What are these guys doing? They're trying to open up fucking portals to other dimensions. So again, this whole reincarnation thing through this occult knowledge, I think they've been able to unlock some sort of, again, magic uh, through surviving forever. Now, the way that marjorie plays into this she played kali in a movie the symposium of the other pleasure dome or something the symposium of pleasure dome or something like that it was like kenneth anger or something like the satanic guy they say and she played kali and i found it really interesting because in front of cern you have what you have shiva okay well shiva his counterpart is kali okay And this Marjorie Cameron chick, she was the byproduct of allegedly Parson's ritual to summon the the whore of Babylon into this dimension. She was the chick that showed up the day after he had finished the the ritual. And she was doing magical shit with him. Then she went on to start her own occult circle. And she then plays Kali in a movie. Shiva is the counterpart to that. At CERN, Seronos is the stag-headed fucking god of... Of whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, so again, they they were trying to summon portals back then with lamb and all these things. And they go and they're doing the same shit today. There's also a guy named Jack Parsons, literally that works at CERN. Now you can look all this shit I up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy who literally, his name is Jack Parsons. So this idea that they are, they're, they're alchemists, that they were able to unlock immortality, but not the way that we think of it, like vampires or like a Saint Germain or something like that. But I think almost like a psychic vampire type of way where they live in our fucking heads rent free. It's 2022 and we're still talking about a motherfucker in the early 1900s. He lives in our heads rent free. And he's going to continue to live in our heads rent free for the rest of fucking eternity. Because there's going to still be talking about these guys for another 100 years probably. So again, that's Unless like.
1: Unless blows us all into a different dimension, then we won't even remember it. It'll be like Crowlister Alley in that dimension. <laughs> you know, version of him yeah and he does so, He puts people in the penis because uh everybody poops out of their oh penis God. in that dimension it's like some rick and morty <laughs> shit yeah.
3: yeah some alternate dimension and again that's like i said these are are these coincidences are they not i'm not able to find any other information on this crowley milling guy the michael crowley but he was the one that helped develop the large Hadron collider like he worked his way up the ranks to help to, to put CERN at where it's at now. But you also have to remember CERN is on an old, I believe it's on an old temple, Apollyon or something like that, which if you know who Apollyon is, it's the 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 angel of the bottomless pit. You know, he unlocks the bottomless right, that's pit.
1: That's who the keys are given to in Revelation. To yes. the bottomless pit. So that That's what where all these uh, conspiracy theories come from is mostly from that kind of stuff. I just think it's weird too because CERN's not, the only particle collider. It's just apparently the biggest one. But I heard today that uh, Texas might be making one too because everything's bigger yes. in Texas. So they will out, you know, <laughs> one up uh, CERN. But I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to call the next uh, huge particle collider. They're just going to call it fucking Napoleon's abyss. Like, just why not? Like, just right be, yeah, be straightforward with it.
3: Yeah, Napoleon's dick. Yeah, right in your face. Like <laughs> that's what they, that's what they do. But again. Is it a conspiracy or Occam's Razor? Maybe these people are trying to... I mean, honestly, I don't know what you'd want to be doing with unlocking portals to other dimensions, but they they kid around with this stuff. I don't know if you've ever looked into D-Wave computers. Again, D-Wave, John D, D D-Wave, and and Kindred AI. There's a guy named Geordi Rose where they're kidding about letting in Lovecraftian great old ones through these portals. And if you know H.P. Lovecraft, the Cthulhu mythos, the Lovecraftian elder gods are not good fucking beings. They're like, yeah. they're evil as fuck. You know what I mean? And he kids around, he goes, you know, and when we open up these portals, these things are going to come through, <laughs> but they're not going to care about you. How huh? You don't care about an ant. It's like, wait, are you, what the fuck did you just say? He's like, the things that we're summoning into our world. You could look this up, that they're summoning into our world now. You know, it's going to be so, it's going to be so much smarter than you, so much better than you in every single possible way but they're not going to care about you they're just going to exist with you i go yeah sure I'm, I'm sure i've seen the fucking terminator the matrix or any other movie where the ai takes over or or, or uh, some entity isn't that what the whole thing with what's that uh the zombie apocalypse movie with the with the girl resident evil isn't that another one where like a computer takes over yeah. the umbrella corporation all this shit like
1: yeah alice alice and there was something in CERN that was like Project Alice or something, wasn't there? I could just be talking about out my ass, but I thought I, I think remember something.
3: I think so, yeah. And Alice in Wonderland, I mean, the rabbit hole, you know, she follows the white rabbit. So it's all symbolic. Now, you can choose to pay attention or you can fucking laugh at us and call us conspiracy theorists and I'm wasting my fucking time. But it's also really fun to talk about. So I'm going to still probably research it because it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And you you just said, just real quick to go back, you said that the beings they're letting in won't care about us the way we don't care about ants. Like they won't I, be paying attention.
3: I care about ants. I mean, that dude's a piece of shit, so he probably doesn't care about ants. But he said, this is a this is a direct quote. And I have it. I think I posted it on my TikTok and then they took the audio down, which is funny. But I'll send you guys the video what? clip. And he says they're not. So. We're opening, we're summoning these things that we're summoning into our dimension. We'll be here and they're not going to care about you how you don't care about an ant. So pretty much saying like, ignore the fact that we're summoning these fucking demons into our dimension, but they're, they're going to just chill with us. You know, they're going to be like Barry. They're just going to come up to you and be I like, hey. Yeah.
2: You know, humans nowadays have pest control services that come to their homes to destroy ants because they care about them in a super negative way. Eventually, when they notice their presence, when they're eating and our, it's inconvenient our crumbs for them. So when we become inconvenient to these beings, they will absolutely be paying attention to us. I care about ants, too. I'll save an ant if I see it's in trouble. But I also probably step on a 100 a day because I'm not paying attention. That's exactly it's where I was on going purpose. with that. I don't kill ants on purpose. That's fucked up. But I might, by mistake, I might drive over yeah. one in my car. I,
1: I drive for a living and deliver packages. I step on probably thousands of right. bugs a day that I have no fucking idea. I'm not trying They're to. they like, if fuck I... you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if I don't, if I see it, I'm like, oh shit! I won't well, step that's on you. The but...
2: problem if if they're in our world and they don't even notice us or care about us, we don't stand a chance. I mean, I guess inside we do. I'm just saying, uh, to those beings, they're not going to give a shit. They're never going to be like, oh, humans are amazing.
1: Doesn't uh know. isn't the C- Cthulhu thing uh doesn't that isn't it kind of like represented or kind of looks like some Stranger Things shit? From what I remember, and Stranger Things oh, just but, came out, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, dude, weird shit going on.
3: A lot of that stuff is again because because uh, H.P. Lovecraft is a. Lovecraftian horror which is he's he pretty much made the 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 genre Uh, so the love when you when I refer to somebody as a Lovecraftian or whenever whenever anybody does it's that aspect of like a Jaws where it's like a monster in the background you know you don't know where it's at you know he's interdimensional he exists outside of space and time you know he comes from the depths that's the whole Cthulhu thing again with uh, Stranger Things that the monster abyss. in this exactly the abyss that monster in the bat, that's Cthulhu-esque that's Lovecraftian and he was again the father of that of horror uh, as we know it today like this whole you know the the the, the thing uh, all these movies where it's like something from cosmic horror it's from fucking outer space you know the color out of space and all these things that's Love Lovecraft he literally inspired all these guys to start writing about horror and he changed the The horror genre, but the problem with that dude is I'm noticing a pattern because it's weird that Parsons, Jack Whiteside Parsons or John Whiteside Parsons got a crater named after him on the dark side of the moon. Okay, so again, black and white, you know, the symbolism there and on the planet Pluto Lovecraft predicted and saw Pluto in a dream four years before it was officially listed as a planet. And coincidentally enough, and interestingly enough, they named a feature on Pluto after Cthulhu. Okay, so like there's like a mountain range on Pluto, the planet Pluto, named after Lovecraft's Cthulhu. And HP, have you noticed that whole thing? HP Blavatsky. HP Lovecraft. Manly P. Hall. Like they use these letters and their fucking names. Harry Potter HP. It's a mantle. So whenever you see somebody with this fucking. All names have. That's what the whole Thelema and the OTO, these guys, Freighter 210 and all this stuff. They change their names and give each other magical names because it aligns numerologically to, to whatever fucking being that they're trying to worship or whatever. It is. So it's, again, it's very psychological. Sometimes it makes sense to me and I believe in it. I think that you're able to tap into something done correctly, that you're able to manipulate reality to a certain extent. You know, and, uh, I like Austin Osman Spar, which is like this occultist from the early 1900s. And he talked about how, you know, it's more psychological than anything. It's not physical. It's not like I'm going to fucking wave my wand around and shoot a, a fireball. Maybe back then it was like that, you know, like Harry Potter times where language if you look at the dude the original uh, the original alphabet only had like 17 or 19 letters in it our alphabet now has what fucking 20 something numbers in it just glyphs there's like the letter w or whatever the fuck it is like it does it never existed they just made it up so it's like you're constructing again magical formula what a better way to depower somebody look at the tower of babel what they do they invented languages right? They changed languages up so they wouldn't achieve their goal. So what better way to de- take the power away from humans than just change your language up, just give them something that's less magical. We've always grown up with, if you believe in dinosaurs, that dinosaurs were bigger back then, right? Everything was fucking bigger. The dragonflies were the size of your fucking car. You know why? Cause the, the oxygen, there was more oxygen in the fucking in the world and things got bigger nice gravity and yeah. Yeah, all this shit. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's like, what? everything's just got smaller and smaller and smaller. So I think that's happened with our magical capabilities, if you will. They've gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's when we have a synchronicity. It's magical. Like, Oh, shit. Like the other day I had a crazy synchronicity. My wife was at the doctor with our newborn, with our two-month-old. And I was at Publix. And Publix is like the supermarket. I don't know if you guys have that on the West Coast. But I was at Publix with my four-year-old. And I he loves Peppa Pig. I fucking hate Peppa Pig. I think. She's fucking demonic, but she, so I bought him this Peppa Pig magazine, right? And had like a poster in it. He could color it and all this stuff. Peppa Pig, whatever. I get home. My wife's not home. And she's like uh, sending me voice notes on WhatsApp. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. She's like, oh, you know, Javi, my my four-year-old, he would have loved our nurse today. And I go, why? She's like, because her name was Peppa. I'm like, holy shit. I just bought him a Peppa Pig, like, magazine. Like, what are the chances of that happening? You know, like it could have been a fucking coincidence, but I, I see it as the universe telling me I'm on the right path type of thing. Like, Hey, you know, like, like a nod, you know, like a fucking cowboy nod. Like, like we know motherfuckers like, Oh, all right. I'm well done boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be at. So here we are. And yeah, I think, I think, you know what my paranoid American Thomas, he doesn't believe in any of this magic shit, but then I'll send him stuff and he'll be like, you know, how many times does it have to happen for it to not be a coincidence or for it to actually mean something? So it's all what you make of it. You know, if you want to go down that rabbit hole and be like, oh, this means this and, and you connect it to that. Sure. Or it could just be a coincidence. You know, Occam's razor. The more simple answer could be the actual answer. But I think if I've learned anything doing podcasts is don't take yourself too seriously, you know, live this life and have fun. You know, I mean, like have I love having interesting conversations with people and I love looking into interesting shit. And as long as you don't hurt yourself or others, believe in what the fuck ever you want to believe in. If you want to believe in the spaghetti monster or whatever, Cthulhu, (sighs) you put whatever you want to put in your butt and just, you know, just leave the kids out of it and don't hurt anybody. You know, don't hurt yourself. Just I said no, the we same fucking thing last night, last, last night with Dan, uh, Cosmic
1: Keys Dan. I said the same fucking thing. We're I was like, that, "I yeah. don't care what you want to do, where you want to put your penis, as long as it's not in a kid." Like, just yeah, pedophilia go do you. is not a sexuality.
2: Like, I don't care what the fuck if, anybody says. If you want to walk around right? with
1: thirteen dildos all over your body and go fuck your uh, tree in your front like I don't care. Go do your thing. Just stop shoving it down my fucking neck.
3: Yeah, yeah, but that's also part again part of the agenda, part of. You know, wanting to distract people from the bigger picture. And if you give in to it and you, you know, I respect everybody as long as you respect me. And you can believe in whatever you want to believe. That's the whole thing about this beautiful country. You can freedom of religion. You can practice whatever you want to practice. But again, just don't fucking put, how like you said, push it down other people's throats. But it's part of the narrative. And once you start accepting one ideology, you got to accept all of them. And you got to open up the door to all of them, and there are some dark fucking ideologies out there, from fucked up people who need help. They are sick. Mm-hmm. It is a sickness, and it's a parasite. Again, if it's some demonic force, I don't know. But again, the word daemon means good or evil. So, and that was Greek, and that's what where the word demon came from. So,
1: I'm starting to think it's just whatever you make it it's whatever each individual person makes it whether it's good or bad or not you know and it that's why it's so subjective and that's why people fight over it so much is because they're like no this is clearly bad and the other person's like no it's fine like i don't really care and like, now it's evil and bah, fight
2: because they want us to so everyone especially the media wants us to be so divided they don't want us to think like individuals they don't want us to love ourselves they want us to Wonder what other people are thinking of us. So, the moment that we think another person or heaven forbid a group of other people doesn't agree with us, holy shit, we're the worst people on fucking earth right now. So, we have to believe what they believe. Otherwise, we suck and nobody likes us. So, that is what that's the narrative right now. If you're not doing what everyone else is doing, you're a fucking loser. Mm -hmm. And it's in your face constantly nonstop because we have phones and we have social media and we have computers and all of that's in your face. No one's going to come down on a horse from 20 miles away and be like, hey, your nearest neighbors that are 40 miles that way think you suck. That's not the (laughs) case. It's a thousand people telling you that they hate you on a daily basis on social media. And that's pretty hard on people that,
1: that is a fucking hilarious uh, analogy because can you imagine that like if twitter took as long as it took for a horse to go like 300 miles or something and he's like send this message to my neighbor <laughs> you suck and fuck you four yeah. days four days later this horse gets there and he's like do you know your neighbor from uh in you know los angeles and he's like no not really and he's like well he says you suck he's like all right cool thanks It's like, no, no, you tell him,
3: write this down that he fucking sucks. And the guy's like going back again, fucking, fucking this journey.
1: A mad emoji and a a finger emoji. And then, yes, that'll show him.
3: Yes. Just
2: send him back with a pile of horse shit and be like, throw this in his face.
3: Yeah, that's the turd emoji. Right in their face.
2: Yeah, there's no (laughs) looking at any pictures.
3: So I was thinking about that actually. I think it was. A couple of days ago, where I was talking to somebody, I'm like, you know, sometimes you just wanna lay low, not really participate in the bullshit, kind of disconnect from all the social media and all this stuff. But then I have a fucking podcast and people listen to that dumb shit. So I'm gonna get criticized regardless of the fucking fact because of what I say into a mic for the people who actually tune in to this fucking shit show and they fucking listen to what we get. So you're going to get criticized no matter what. It's like, we're putting ourselves out there. We're more, more vulnerable than the regular average Joe. But yeah, absolutely. People are killing themselves over what people say. It's like, it's like whatever happened to sticks and stones and don't be a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Like, you know,
2: Ew. Oh my God. I was just telling this to my, I have a 16 year old daughter and you're a hundred percent right. That's where I was going with that because we, we, When I see people that are just like, oh, a thousand people didn't like my, like, who cares? Who fucking cares? We're going to deal with that. My daughter has this mentality where she gets very upset when she gets in arguments with her friends or all of these people said this about me on social media. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe your defeatist mentality. Because when I was young, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get really strong. I'm going to beat the fuck out of them in school. And I never got in a fight. Don't get me wrong. But my thought process would be like, how can I be stronger? How can I get better? How can I do something for myself? Or I'm going to just go, you know, if I didn't get along with my parents, I wouldn't kill myself about it. I would just move out, leave, run away, do something else. But it was this survival mentality that we all had that the kids nowadays are just like, well, I guess I'll just die. It's crazy. It's yeah. super sad. And I mean, you insane.
1: can't do that. The whole fight or flight thing is strong and that's uh what you're going after earlier with the reptile mind and that's mm-hmm. uh all of the last 2 years keeping you in this limbic reptile mind of fight or flight and like defensive and all that stuff. I don't know if that's good either though. Like if if somebody's coming at you with something stand strong. Just stand there and be mm-hmm. like nope. I'm rubber, you're glue, or however that works. I'm glue, you're rubber, whatever the fuck. That was
2: another phrase that came yeah. out when we were kids, though. <laughs> yeah, we were
1: don't run, like, don't hide. I know you
2: are, but what am I? But also
1: yeah. don't <laughs> fight. You don't need to fight. If you don't need to fight, don't run, or cry hide. Don't about it, yeah, but,
2: Definitely don't go no, cry about stay. it and hide in a corner. You
1: just but smoke a cigarette and go, cool, bro. I'll some kids enjoy. are
3: fucking assholes, though, bro. I mean, you both are they parents. Are. They're fucking dicks. You know, like, my some four-year-old my kid, listeners
1: are assholes. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so you know this this whole thing the the problem is right now again back to the whole transhumanism and humanism movement there are people who live in the metaverse 24 hours a day and they That's so insane. Like the movie Avatar where he stops eating because he wants to plug in and he wants to be the avatar because his fucking legs don't work in real life. He can't even get it up probably. So he plugs into this avatar body and he's running around shooting arrows, riding fucking pterodactyls and he's living this. It's the same thing with the metaverse. You know, people, if if you're too fat, well, just let's make an avatar that's a little bit skinnier. Here we go. Now, so people live it and they're able to change it. So when they're out interacting in the real world, they don't know how to how to react. They don't know how to to act with real human beings because they're so used to having whatever happened to I remember when I was a kid, they're like, hey, don't look at the screen. Don't get too close to the screen. Now with VR, you literally put the fucking screen on your eyeballs and it's like, what are you doing? You know, for the longest time when I was growing up, you told me not to look at the TV too close because I was going to go blind. Now I'm going to put it on my face. Like the screen is like literally Less than an inch away from my face. So we're we're going backwards in time, I think. And, you know, even art. If you look at Greek sculptures and, and, and the art that they would produce back then, now it's, what the fuck's that one artist, Dubsky or whatever, some, you know, Andy Warhol. Like, what the fuck is this? This is art. Yeah, dude, you just wouldn't understand it, dude. You know, this is modern. Oh, just people
2: splashes on a page and it's $800,000 or whatever. fucking laundering money.
3: That's what they're fucking doing. You know what I mean? So
2: I think you should probably get your kids. I always wanted to do this. Just get my kids to just walk on a canvas with some paint (laughs) and then just put it up and just call it like mountains with a river next to it or whatever gay ass shit they call it. I don't fucking know. But you could probably sell it for some big money and it's just your kid save it for a college fund if you want them to do that i don't
1: know it does an nft well
3: the the problem being that you know again this whole everything is psychological and if if you look at religion the the art of memory the art of rhetoric is when back then when they weren't able to put something down on a cuneiform tablet because it wasn't important they would tell stories and the when you're building a mind palace the more exaggerated the thing is, the easier it is to remember. So all these stories about the god Zeus and fucking uh, this cow, and then he would go down and fuck this other chick and all this stuff, and then he came back up and he turned somebody into a stag or some stupid shit. It's like, those are stories so that it was easier for them to remember. It's like, what a better way to remember a zombie Jew that fucking came back from the dead three days later. It's like, wait, that's a fucking great story. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, he was a kid. He was born and then he was 33. It's like, wait, so what happened all those lost years? Uh, we don't know. We ignore that part. But listen, he fucking died for your sins, dude. He fucking, he loves you. It's like, well, I don't even know the guy. It's like, yeah, well, he suffered. It's like, but where 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 was he all that time? Listen, don't ask those fucking questions, motherfucker. Like, dude, the I've zombie had. zombie Jew. Dude,
1: you know, the first iteration of, of that was like, so it's a zombie that comes back to life. And they're like, no, no, no. A zombie Jew. That'll really stick. It's got to be a fucking yeah. Jew,
3: okay? It's like, why? It's like, dude, just fucking hear me out, alright? So then they do all this crazy thing and it's the biggest religion here. that, that there is, One of the biggest religions that there is, ever. So it's like, was it... They won everything, like Louis C.K. said. You know what we call the year? Uh, 2022
1: after death. The year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> the Christians totally won everything.
3: <laughs> His story, history. It's to the victor of the spoils. So when you're learning about something, you're learning about the guys who fucking won. Like, I want to hear about all the miracles that Jesus fucking botched. Like, he was healing the sick and all this stuff. I want to no, I want to hear the other shit. I want to hear about the the what do they call it when malpractice, bro? I want to hear about the malpractice of the people that he would touch. and the, Bro, I grew up Pentecostal Christian and I believe in God. Okay. I just don't, and religion is a tool for people to use it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's, if if it makes you a better person, so be it. Whatever, you know, use it as a tool. Don't be a piece of shit. The Ten Commandments, that's what they say at its core. But I grew up Pentecostal Christian. And Pentecostals, and I I played guitar for like fucking five years. I went around jails playing for fucking youth groups. I went around different, I fucking played concerts. Bro, I fucking did it all. I was like balls deep into church. And I remember one time, so Pentecostals go crazy. They start dancing. They start speaking in they, t- do. they start speaking in tongues. They start Yeah, they start fucking feigning and all this stuff. And I remember one time there was this preacher that was praying over me and he put his hand on my fucking forehead, right? He was praying for me. And the whole thing is, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and he knocks you over and you fucking fall on the ground. This motherfucker was pushing on my head, bro. And I was like fucking pushing back. So I'm like, this motherfucker wants me to go. You know, he wants he was pushing me so I would fall back. And I'm like, no, motherfucker. So I'm like, put, I'm fighting this dude, and he just moves on <laughs> to the next person. Like, the Holy Spirit's not what this motherfucker. Did. I'm gonna go to this next one over here and and push on this. I have a,
0: a sound
1: drop of uh, Juan speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's what Pentecost is. Like, yeah, but uh, what you're saying with, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what I was talking when you were talking about uh, botched Jesus miracles, it just made me think like Jesus is like so is this your card? And he's like, no, but I'm blind now. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> <he's been around?
3: laughs> it's like, it's like, like
1: wait, uh, what uh, I <laughs> found behind your ear. Oh shit. That's your ear. I'm so sorry. I can't put it back on now.
3: Take 32 of me walking on water. It's like, they don't show you the other times you try to do it. And he wasn't yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's like, all right, right, let's. and he just f- almost drowned. Fall. Yeah. So it's, or like the other people who are claiming to be the Messiah, you know what I mean? Like they only focus and dude, I've questioned stuff. Yeah. I, have I like to study theology and, and, and just look at it from a scholarly point of view. So I study all religions and I have nothing against anybody. I hate everybody equally. You know what I mean? So right. the whole thing was like, you see the reoccurrence of this same figure throughout all these ancient civilizations. And it starts in Sumer. You know what I mean? Like the oldest records that we have, the Epic of Gilgamesh, that's the oldest literature that we have. That was in Sumer. They paved the way for fucking all other religions. So, again, it's when these egregores form, because they're egregores, that's what they are. We can't really prove that he existed. You know, the, you know, all these history channel shows were like, oh, we found the tomb or the, the, the cross or the ar- the, right. the The ark, we found the ark on top of a mountain, like all these things. It's like, does the Bible, you know, I, I asked a, a theologian, like a legit doctor in Bible history the other day. I said, let's let's be real for a second. Does the Bible state that it was even fucking planet Earth? Like, are we on Earth? Because if you really look at it, I mean, it could be fucking, it could be on Mars for all we know. The Garden in
1: Middle Earth. It could be in the Lord of the Rings fucking area, you know?
3: You know, it doesn't specify like, you know, in in Pangea, the Adam and Eve and all this stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. So you have two masculine gods making a woman? How the fuck did they know what a woman looked like? You know what I mean? It's like he put Adam asleep, and he took the rib. It's like so the father, the masculine God, and another dude made a wo- made a woman. Like how the fuck? How the fuck did they know what she looked like?
1: You know what I mean? Like he's like, well, this one I made has a protrusion <laughs> between his legs. Let's what if he invert What in <laughs> so happens if you put that in there? E-er, e-er.
2: It's just like Beavis and ButtHead. They're like, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh, uh. <laughs> it's like the serpent didn't start talking until she took the mushroom. So it's like. Hey, and then have you guys, I was thinking about this yesterday. Have you guys thought about how, you know, in school and in movies and all these books, it was always to take a, an apple to the teacher. What significance does that have? Do you guys know?
1: That's fucking weird. I think it came from peanuts, the cartoon strip, maybe. Where you know. give
3: an apple to the teacher. Cause I mean, the apple is sometimes the forbidden fruit or something. You know, I, I think about like that connection knowledge. It, yeah, that is weird. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole thing with the Garden of Eden. He's like, the demi urge didn't want you to know that you were in a false imprisonment. So by you learning the knowledge from the tree of knowledge, say like, why even fucking put it there if you can't eat from it, bro? You know what I mean? Like, were you, w- dude? I've gone rounds with people about
1: this. I'm like, if God really didn't want them to do that, why the fuck are you putting it there? That <laughs> you're just tempting. Them. That makes you as bad as the devil. You're just tempting them at that point. You're just being like. It's it's almost like having a dog and putting a, a bacon on the counter and being like, "You can eat all the scraps off the floor, but don't you fucking touch that bacon, or I'm gonna smack your yeah, ass." Yeah, Barry, don't and touch the, dog the bacon. Is eventually, going to be like, "I'm gonna eat that bacon," like it's gonna <laughs> happen. Like it's the one thing that's in here that I want to fucking eat, and then you go and smack their ass, and you're like, "You're a bad dog." Yeah, that's how I view the Garden of Eden. It's like but now I'm, you're
3: um, you're casted so out cool. of here, motherfuckers. It's like yeah, yeah. Dude.
1: <laughs> now you're outside.
3: So this whole again, it's another. I think Psyop to really, you know, and like Gnosticism, all the shit that we know about them was from guys that hated them. You know, like literally, there's no other records of Gnostics except for all the church fathers that wrote about them. And they wrote a bunch of bad shit about, them. like, oh, they were having orgies, they were doing all this stuff, da da da. I'm like, yeah, uh, you were a church father, you were writing about, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're rooting for your team, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be good for your team. because there, you know, and there's like people, one of the, I was doing research the other day. I was like Hippolytus or something like that. It's like one of the most influential theologians of the second and third century, but we're not sure who he truly was. I go, wait, what the fuck? So he wrote a bunch of stuff for the church, but then you don't know who he was. If he was even an actual person, like what the f- yeah, what is going on? Hold on. Let me fucking. What the fuck? Like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so a lot of these things when you start and I've asked questions and people are just like, listen, dude, don't be like that. I'm like, what do you mean be like that? I want to know the answer. Uh, Don't read that. You know, don't read the non canon. You know, just read the 66 or 67 books. The other the other 20 something books, 30 something books. Fucking forget about them. You know what I mean? Like, Don't even fucking look at it. It's like what? Forget but, about it. But why? Because when you start to look into it, you read the gospel of Judas, guess what? Judas is the fucking good guy in that story, bro. Judas is the guy that Jesus confided in in that story. Oh, and my favorite version of Jesus is the one from the gospel of Judas. Because he's a shape-shifting, interdimensional Jesus, bro. And he's a fucking asshole, too, to the disciples. The disciples hated him in that story. They're like, <laughs> we they despise Jesus. And when they ask him where he went... He's like, well, I went to a different time because this this time is lame. And you guys don't even know that you're worshiping the wrong fucking God. I'm not your God. But so, and then Judas is like, I can't even say the name of the fucking God that sent you. He's like, if you, and then they give each other like, the, if you know, you know. And then he was like, yeah, Barbalo sent you. And he's like, shut up. So if you read that story, Jesus is super chill and he's interdimensional and he tells the disciples to fuck off. Like, pretty much, they're like, where'd you go? He's like, I went to a different time, bro. You guys were stressing me out, and I needed to cool off in another dimension, all right? So just leave me alone. And he's laughing at them, like, hey, you guys don't even know why you worship me. Like, I'm not your guy. Like, dude, this is in the Like, read this, bro. This is, like, history. That's why they call it. That's why they make- call the Christian followers the sheep or the
1: flock is because they don't know why they're following it. They're just like, Bible says this, the authorized King James version. Oh, says don't get me started on King James, bro. This only. I know, we've done this a bunch of
2: times. Yeah, Sorry, awesome. So I, lo- I love layman's terms, breakdowns of <laughs> Bible phrases and parables. So I've, <laughs> I only read the Bible a little bit, but when I tell the parable of the withered fig tree, I tell it only in layman's terms, and I sound very similar to you. So I loved what you did. There. That was amazing. But that, you know the parable of the withered fig tree? No,
3: go ahead. Hit me with it. I'm sure your listeners have heard it, but I want to hear it.
2: No. Oh, okay. You don't they know. They have. Because it's shitty. It's something shitty that Jesus does. It's not nice. The end the dick result move. is was great. Was it Old but... Testament
3: or New Testament? Because the Old Testament, he's a dick. The New Testament, he's sort of a dick, but not really.
2: No, it's New Testament. It's Mark 1120. And well, okay, so this happens in Matthew, right before Mark, but they're they're going somewhere, and Jesus is hungry. So he's like, hey, I want some fruit. And he sees a fig tree. So he's like, yo, I'm going to get some figs. And he goes over to the fig tree, and it's just not ripe yet. Yes. And he's like, fuck <laughs> you. May you never bear fruit again. Fuck off. And his his disciples are like, holy shit, whoa. And then God, they keep ah. going wherever they're going. <laughs> and then back in, in Mark 1120, they come back, and one of his disciples is like, hey, oh my God, look, this fig tree's withered to the roots. And Jesus is like, yeah, no shit. I oh, cursed shit. it, remember? Like back in that... What a fucking <laughs> in that asshole. Book, I cursed it. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, but his point is, you can do that too. If you say, uh, I want this mountain to go throw itself into the sea, which is fucking retarded, you can. Anything that you ask for, as long as you believe it, will totally happen. And that's that. And then Ow! they just keep going. <laughs> so
3: the i have a friend of mine who's an ex evangelist and he said to me one time and again i can't prove it because i haven't really read the bible all that much to really understand it from a theolo you know an ex evangelist's point of view you know they went to bible school for this stuff so he understands it better than i do but he said that the bible one of the main things is wake up you know what i mean like wake up wake up and again where'd he go for all those years that he was missing was he Quetzalcoatl, was he Kukukan, was he Viracocha? was he Vishnu, was he Buddha, was he, who, who the fuck was he, you know what I mean, like, wh- you know, you have all these mystics of the axial age, is it one guy, or is it a bunch of guys, or is it fucking interdimensional aliens, like the Anunnaki, or like, what's going on, because, again, it goes back to Sumer, Enki and Enlil, and they were shapeshifters, and they lived for a really long time, so, I don't know, and then I think that, I, th- I, I've asked questions and I've gotten a lot of feedback that uh, I didn't under, I did it uh, my four-year-old dealing. Me. Uh, a lot of feedback and people were just like, dude, just don't look into that, bro. Just, you know, just sit down, you know, don't, don't get kicked out from Sunday school anymore because you're asking all these hard questions and we're not able to answer them. So just sit down and uh, be a good little boy and, and make sure you pay your 10% and make the checkout yeah. to so-and-so and we might save you a seat. Up where, what a better way to control somebody, you know, by putting fear in their hearts that somebody's always watching them at all fucking times. And hey, we might save you a seat, but you got to be a good little fucking sheep and sit down. And again, religion is cool because you can be a good person, but you can also take it's a double edged sword. You can also kill a bunch of people because of it. And if you really think about it, we're all ideas fighting with one another. I don't like the way you said that, Joe. That pissed me off, bro. So now I'm going to fucking fight sorry. you. You know what I mean? So, look at religions bro some religions are like hey it's okay to kill people you know the yeah i'm not gonna say anything but it's okay to fucking kill as long people as it's the right people yeah exactly as, exact, as long as it's the right people but if you look back at church history bro it was massacres of the protestants and the catholics and all this stuff and it's like wipe them all out you know god will sort god will sort through his own it's like wait the women and children too. the women and everybody god will figure it out all of them yeah all of them game of thrones
2: you can take that template for religion and slap it onto any narrative they have today it's virtual they're not literally killing people some some people do die but it's a a mental destroying Mm. of people with the same ideas oh these people don't believe in the same thing fuck them fuck all of them women and kids too
3: yeah it's like david ike says it's you know the mental prison where you can't touch and feel the bars But it's still a prison. That's the worst kind of prison because you don't realize you're in one. You know what I mean? Like that's that's an amazing metaphor because it's like a lot of people are mentally imprisoned into, you know, literally into the metaverse. There's people, you know, there's addictions and stuff like that, which, again, if you need help, then, you know, get get the help you need. But uh, when you have a twisted ideology and you're trying to push it on people, that's where I draw the line. Organized religion has really fucked it up for everybody. And I think it all starts with the whole people are realizing it. Right. Because the hierarchy. If you look at the hierarchy, it's like, oh, the Pope is at the top. He talks to God every day. He's, oh, you got a direct line to the, the first Pope, Peter. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, my God, so, dude. Like, don't
1: get me started on Catholic. Let, like, the
2: Pope's like Santa No Ross. offense
1: to the average everyday <laughs> Catholic, but seriously, what are you doing? Like, look at what's going on. Look, I'm not even going into the pedophile area yeah. of the Catholic Church, but like the Pope. What the fuck is going on with no, that? Dude, why are you, I why don't is want, that your guy?
3: I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the 53 miles of corridors that they allegedly have under the Vatican and all the cool shit that they must have there, bro. You know what uh, I mean? Like
1: lots of art, lots of wealth that they could be, you know, using to fix poverty that they say they're super interested in fixing and but they have this enormous fucking chapel that looks like a serpent with a fucking nasty yes. looking thing behind the throne. Like all this shit, like there's there's so much fucked with that. Not everyday Catholics again. I love you guys. I'm talking about the church as a system. Same with like uh, everybody gets, you know, bundled up when you fucking talk about China. It's like, no, I'm not talking about Chinese people. I'm not racist. I'm talking about China, the China, Chinese China, party. China, China, China,
0: China, China. China. Dime oh, to shit. Me. You have that China, too? China, China, China. I like China. China so you go ahead. You China, stack spaghetti China. sauce at
3: a store. Somebody asked me yesterday or the day before how I can prove that we're in a simulation and I go Joe Biden's president. bro. That's all. I. Need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's mathematically own, impossible to be in a simulation. I go, no dude, fucking Biden is president dog. Like, come on, man, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> me how dare you? I, I yeah. got, I got a bunch of here. I got to fucking flip through. But anyways, yeah, the point being, I always rant about religion because I think it's the first conspiracy of them all. And mythology and all this stuff where it tend to as well yeah yeah. I feel you. yeah so i mean again and no disrespect to anybody these are all my thoughts and my ideas that i've come up with through numerous hours of research and i welcome people to fact check whatever the fuck i said because again it's always do your own research because as conspiracy theorists we're and researchers a lot of times we say a lot of shit and i've been guilty of it again like i said i don't research it enough sometimes and i'll keep saying this thing for like the longest time and then when i research i'm like damn how many times have i fucking say that on a podcast or whatever like uh, super...
1: it doesn't matter dude. you're gonna be wrong about so much shit there's That's... been so many times when we've said shit and then somebody's been like whoa that didn't age well i'm like <laughs> okay joe has
2: the best responses he's like yeah it rarely does <laughs> cheers
1: yeah like, cheers buddy you
2: just have to brush it off
3: and let it's it go. so like, passive aggressive
0: though
1: yeah. Well, I don't really care either, but if, <laughs> if, I mean, like if we offend somebody, that's one thing, talk to me one-on-one or come on my show. We can talk it out maybe I'll see your point of view. But if you're just going to say you offended me, uh, then fuck off. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what else to say to you. So I yeah, think we can wrap up here, dude, if, if you're ready to go, like, I think this is a good oh. wrapping point. We've uh, reached a pretty good end. Any final you know, words of wisdom for the people out there?
3: Yeah, don't be a piece of shit. Love each other. Keep out. Keep an eye out for portals that CERN is going to probably manifest in our reality very soon. And yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. You guys didn't share information for my podcast because I'm gonna put this out on my feed too tomorrow because it's, oh, it's a current God. event. So you know,
1: okay. yeah, 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 might as well, might as well put it out. Uh, yeah, we're just we're on Rockfin, uh, like we said at the beginning. That's going to be where most of our shit is. If you listen to audio only, it's on all the all the things. Uh, legitbat.com if you want to buy a dumb t-shirt with our logo on it. And I think that's about it. It's Instagram. Oh, Instagram at Legitbat. Uh, Facebook, we have a page there. I don't really do much with it. We also have a YouTube. Also, for obvious reasons, I don't do a whole lot with that because...
2: We talk about some weird shit. It's fine. Yeah,
1: I'm not so scared make of that. the
2: best memes on Instagram, though. Follow us on Instagram for some hilarious
3: memes. Yeah, I'm not fine, worried man. about
1: getting like, booted off any of that, though. I can just start a new one. It's like, who whatever. cares?
2: YouTube doesn't define me. I don't give a fuck. And YouTube I have all my shit me. backed up on my hard like drive.
1: So. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my last uh, parting words of wisdom are, apparently, if you're looking to do magic, do it in the butt. Yeah, yeah!
3: That's where the term holy shit comes from.
1: Oh, indeed. Yeah. That might be the title of this episode. Holy shit.
3: There you go. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, have, had a great time. Thank you for the invite as a swap cast. So, of I course. mean, you know, we're technically on each other's show, I guess. I don't.
1: Thank you for the invite as well, then. Yeah, thanks. I don't know how to end that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. Super grateful,
2: right. appreciate everybody.
1: Love everybody.
2: Everyone love everything, and Use... don't be a fucking dick.
1: Don't be a dick. Use your fucking turn signals, you fucking assholes. All right, we'll <laughs> and if you get too out. close
3: to the truth, just make sure because they're gonna. Oh,
1: open shit. Up.